Welcome back to Fun, Fresh and Footy, the podcast with terrible tips and great yarns. I've actually just pressed the record button and not even confirmed whether we're ready to go. Are we well, ready? We're going to have to be. We have to now because as the old tagline stands, there is zero editing on this podcast. <laughs> and let's be honest, it's week four of the finals and I don't think we're starting now. No, no, not at this late stage. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe next year we'll think about it. Again, the producer job is application is still open. Um, I'd be lying if I said we've been swamped with applications, but we're going to keep that open for a couple more weeks and hopefully yeah, someone. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, it's closing eventually though, so get them in. <laughs> Basically, as soon as we get one application in, it'll close. <laughs> but anyway, we'll patiently wait for that. Hello, Peter. Welcome back. How are you on this gloomy Thursday afternoon? Um, I'm pretty good. As I was just saying, I'm slowly coming good after a pretty low week. How are you feeling? I feel the opposite. I've not felt too bad, Mm. but now I'm on the decline. Yep. As I was just saying, it's potentially like your Sunday. It's your Sunday, maybe just the Sunday sads. Sunday sads, absolutely 100%. I am um, back at work tomorrow after a glorious six-day break. The two were spent sick, but... It's like the sickness is still within me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it goes away and then it comes back. <laughs> I don't know. Life's weird, isn't it? Life is weird. What um what's caused your week to be so slow? Give us give um, us the rundown, my well, friend. Well, I went to what did I do? Doesn't really matter. This the weekend was the local rugby grand finals for women, men, all grades, whatever, at number two. Got there at 11, worked the canteen. You looked lovely. Fucking well, if I may say so myself. Question, question, are people still paying in cash or was it mainly card? Mainly card, yeah. It was pretty much all card. But um, I was there in there with Annabelle. She was doing the ones and twos on the fucking register and I was out here just running food, like just sprinting around that bloody canteen. And I worked up a sweat. (laughs) Felt like I smelt like bloody bacon, sausages and steaks. Couple of my favorite things. I don't know how you feel about those yeah, three look, items. I didn't mind it. This is what I was saying on the day. I was like, that didn't bother me at all. There was a pulled pork number, which made me want to vomit every time I had to plant, like, pick it up to people. Oh, it was like, honestly, I don't know if it's just because I'm veggie, but like, I've never liked the smell or the look of the pulled pork. It's got a real, a real, what's the word? Don't know. Can I, can I say something about pulled pork? You may. Just to quickly diverge. I'm a big fan of pulled pork. Like I like most bad things for you. Um, but have you watched the new series on Netflix called Dharma? No, but you were telling me about this and then I've had another person recommend that since. So, I, yeah, like it's pretty big and it's pretty fucked up, not to give anything away, but – Basically, Jeff Dahmer, back in the, like, 80s and 90s, killed, like, 17 black boys and then ate them as well. Like, he was, he was a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. He was a massive silly bugger. And, and a bit of a cannibal by the sounds. And a cannibal. And there too, like, serial killer rolled into a cannibal is probably, like, two of the worst. Yeah, yeah. And a bit of a pedophile too. He did go to jail for child molestering. Well, that's just, like, the holy trinity of... <laughs> Shit people. Yeah. Look, I'll be honest, he seems like a terrible, terrible person. I might start that tonight. Do it. Look, I'll be honest, I started watching it when I was sick. Watch it with Purnell. Like, it's definitely something you don't want to watch by yourself. It's fucking pretty full on. Yeah. I'm, like, not a big serial killer watcher things. Like, they interest me so much and I love them, but then – I have this, like, perception that everyone in the world is actually just, like, deep down a super nice person. Like, yeah, they might be a little bit, 
you know, a little mean bit sour everywhere. on the edge, a bit mean here and there, but it's just because they've lost away. And I'm like, deep down, everyone's actually like a, a nice person. Like, and then when I watch things like that, I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> no I get the feeling like he's not, you know. Well, I would like to, to ruin my continue perception. being naive about everyone yeah. for the rest of my days because it's actually terrifying to know that there's people That's, like that out there. Yeah. And as someone that I worked with made a very great point, like he got caught. There's probably people out there that are doing it, doing oh, it, absolutely. and aren't, haven't been caught, <clears throat> which is fucked. But anyway, not to spoil anything, you're gonna have to get. It's like ten episodes, and you're probably gonna have to get to like six or seven. Long story short, he doesn't get on well with his neighbour. Mm. The neighbour's such a good woman; she's like trying to kick this cunt out of the building. Anyway, he, does she know he's eating people? Well, she just, like, suspects that he's, like, up to no good. Yeah. Like, they're in this little apartment block and he, she can always hear shit going on next door and there's this rank smell and, look, I can't say from personal experience I've ever eaten or cooked a human being, but I don't think I'd like the smell of it. No. I can't imagine human flesh smelling nice. <laughs> I can't, but also I'm like, why... Why would it smell different to cooking up a slab of cow? Again, another tangent that we can quickly go on. I did read something, and I think it may have been on TikTok, and you know how all social media avenues are correct and true. Yeah, absolutely. And it said um, when human flesh is cooked and eaten, it can taste like pork. I've heard that before. Yeah. So Not from like, yeah, not personal experience, but I've heard that on a – when I was younger, I watched like a current affair or something, and I there was some piece on uh, these people that met on like Reddit or Craigslist or one of those like one something Whack I don't places. know whatever one of those places, and someone like really wanted to try eating someone, and another person like really wanted to be eaten. Well, not really. They wanted to die a super slow, painful, like torturous death. And then, like, they kind of just linked up and he's like, well, you can eat me after if you just, like, torture me and kill me. I have, I think I remember this too. Yeah, yeah. It was like, a, I feel like, I, was, yeah. I don't know how old I was, but I was definitely, like, young, living at home, maybe primary school, whatever. It's definitely ringing a Yeah, and then they just, like, they met up, they tortured him, killed him, whatever, froze him, ate him piece by piece. And he said pork as well. Oh. That's disgusting. Look, I have no fuck. I love pork. I have no interest in finding out whether human flesh tastes like pork. And you're obviously vegetarian, and I highly doubt that this conversation is going to turn you back to being a fucking not a vegetarian. Um, but basically, the pork. Yeah, to be honest, the pork in the canteen very well could have been human because it was rank, and I think it all is. And <coughs> oh, it was like a pork and gravy, and. I will say, though, like my dislike for this meat dates back pre-vegetarian. Like I remember back Subway days having to dish up the pulled pork and I used to think. It is a fucking weird looking. Who wants this? I don't, it's the smell. I don't like the smell of it. Mm, See, I do. But it it just looks weird. But in Dharma, he brings his neighbour a sandwich and like is trying to make her eat it. And to be honest, from the naked eye, it looked like a chicken sandwich. And she's like, what is it? And he's like, it's just like pulled pork that I've cooked up. Anyway, the alarm bells are ringing, the human flesh tasting like pork. And then For her? Yeah. And I'm, mm. well, I'm thinking this. And then he's handing her this sandwich and she's been heaps weird about uh, Sorry, I would be weird about it too if I thought my serial killer neighbour was going to feed me up someone that they've killed. Yeah. But anyway, now I don't know how I feel about pulled pork. So I'm really sorry you had to go through that. Anyway. In a very tight. Yeah, about halfway through I'm just like telling – I was telling Belle, I was like, this is just grossing me out to the max. Anyway, from then on, when possible, she'd try and – if it was a pulled pork roll, she'd try and make that one. Was she working the cash register and you were doing the running? Yeah. But if she heard the pulled pork roll, if 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 – the situation allowed, she went and got it for me, which was very nice of her because she's a good woman. She is. She is. But anyway, we worked the canteen well, finished that. I think she ducked off to Sydney. I went over to the hill with the greens, sank beers, watched footy. Great day of footy. Greens won first grade and third grade. They were the only two finals they were in. So 
Shout out. Don't, Shout out. Don't remember or really care who won second grade. The Wanderers girls won the women's. Good on them. Eh. But, yeah, great day. Bended through. Went to the Burwood. Always a loose little night at the Burwood, especially the after some so GF wins. And it's so little that, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually, could just imagine the whole of Merriweather would have been there. They, they basically were, honestly. Um, I don't really remember, like, the specifics of what I got up to at the Burwood, if I'm, like, so honest. I'm just, like, I'm sure I just yarned someone's ear off for a long time. I remember getting stuck with some man that was just speaking to me for so long, and I'm like, I don't know who you are or what we're talking about here, <laughs> but righto. Like, no idea what it was about. I think he was trying to tell me he wants to help out with the women's coaching next year. I'm like, yeah, mate. Like, Absolutely. Get him Do it, please. They need some help. But, like, I have got I'm other t- ears to chew off at the minute. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how I got stuck here, but I need to move on. Yeah. Anyway, the usual. Went to a few different locations. Someone's house, stayed there, drank, whatever. Went up, went back to the green room for a bit. Then at about five or six maybe I think it was, came back here to the pent, had some beers in the sun, drank, drank, from drank. What, from what I can remember from Sunday, it did seem like a little thing that we like to call bender weather. It was bender weather and that was what was so lovely because it's hard to like slow up when you're in bender weather. <laughs> it absolutely is. Anyway, a few drinks with a couple of the girls. It was lovely. Eventually made my way to Silly Sunday at the Merriweather Bolo. I dressed up in a costume which I thought was kind of like, we're in a footy crowd. I thought it was going to be like very recognisable. A lot of people thinking, oh, that's, you know, that's a great. I was Ando in Footy Legends. Had a footy jersey, socks, whatever. I had like a little tag that said the Yaguna schooners on it, whatever. I'm thinking it's going to be very noticeable. Um, In the whole Silly Sunday, only two people Got the reference at oh, all. And who were they? Um, Bill Dunn and Ben Fleming were the only two in the whole place that knew what I was dressed as. And Ben's uncle was in Footy Legends. Oh, like the actual movie? Yeah, he was in the actual movie. Oh, wow. And I'm like, well, of course you get it. <laughs> but anyway, it, I was like, it would have been more depressing if no one got it. Yeah. I was pretty happy to this. At like, least you got two. Yeah, I got two. And then, like, one of my friends, I thought, I was like, he'll get this for sure. And I'm like, went up to it. He's like, what are you just as? And I was like, oh, my God, I thought you'd get it out of, oh, out of everyone. Anyway, that was a fun little day. We went to the Merriweather Bolo, back to the green room, boogied, drank. Because they had drinks and a DJ and everything. Yeah, right? drinks and a DJ. That was all a bit of fun. Sat out in the glorious sun. Went to – oh, actually, what we did on the way to – from the Bolo to – the green room, everyone else went straight there, but there's a few of us girls that were just like, we want a coffee. So we dropped in for like a morning espressini at the Burwood, which was delicious. Um, I think they gave me mine for free in the end as well. I'm not really sure what oh, happened. There. That's nice. But I was stoked. Anyway, went to the green room. Great day. I'm like, I need to get home because I have work tomorrow. And you had just come off one of the greatest four day weekends as well. I had – yeah, there was this, like, no way of calling in sick because I had already had fr- Thursday, Friday off. I probably could have, but it would just been such, like, a hullabaloo. Anyway, I give Penel the bell, like, can you pick me up about 5, 5.30 p.m.? Let's go home. Could not sleep that night. Not well. I reckon I got to, like, two hours sort of here and there, but That's I was – such like, a shame after ripping and tearing all weekend. You think your body would just be ready yeah. to – I thought I was going to be ready to just absolutely collapse. And I, yeah, I couldn't sleep, which was just like the worst. And I'm like, I literally came home so early. I shouldn't have slept the night before either. So you'd think you'd be tired. (laughs) You would. Anyway, I'm like, I should have, I wish I'd stayed and just like expended a little bit more energy for another hour or two and then come home or something. Cause it's not like I slept anyway, but whatever. It was fine. Monday roll into just like one of the hardest days at work I've ever had ever like I just didn't I just honestly did not think I was gonna make it through <laughs> like you know when you're so tired and you're just like I don't think that I can I can't do this I, yeah I was like I was like I can't like I can't go I can't go to work I'm so tired anyway I got through it thank god <laughs> very reluctantly 
You did come and visit me on your way home. You had to nip in for a toilet break. and Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. I needed to pee on, all day. And you sat on my lounge and, like, we were both pretty deflated <laughs> and it's probably one of the most average, boringest conversations <laughs> I think the two of us have ever had, but it was really nice to just have company for yeah. five minutes. And then it was just, like, so – I was like, I really need to get home. And I'm just, like, stuck on the lounge, like, I need to get up. I shouldn't have sat down. <laughs> Look, it would have been more awkward if you came over and we just stood up and talked. <laughs> that would have been And it weird. would have been uncomfortable. But, yeah, that was nice. Went home, early night, bed, again. The whole week's just been a little bit slow. I was then working from home the next two days, which I'm like, sweet, this would be good. I don't have to, like, drive around to places. But because after a weekend of, like, no sleeping and fucking ripping and tearing, I have the brain capacity of, like, a freaking potato or something. Every report is taking me so much longer than what it normally does. So just like every day I have an, at least one or a half a report that needs to be done from the day before and then I complete that but then the next day there's a bit of the one from that day. Oh, it's just a big chain reaction. It honestly is. But I was saying to Kreb, I'm just about square with the reports. Yeah, we're almost One day left today. to go. I'm, I'm fingers crossed not taking any of this into the weekend. I hope you're not. But that's pretty much the week I've been working. Um, oh, yesterday I had to go to a cricket media day, which was one of the more weird um, so Peter, little events. Peter just, like, surprises me with how, like, random and <laughs> sketchy she is. She showed me a photo when I entered the studio before and I was like, what's up for? And she's like, cricket. And I, like, was like, sorry, pardon, cricket. I know rugby season has literally just finished, but cricket. And she's like, yeah, I just got interviewed for some fucking media day. I'm like... How do you pick up these gigs? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like a bit of a yes man about things. Like I'm like, oh, no one else could do it. I'm like, all right, I'll go. And they're just like, are you a bowler or a batter? I'm like, fucking none of it. I'm, really. like, I'm literally terrible. I have an average batting score of one. <laughs> I think it's three. Oh, we've moved up. Sorry. My but anyway, is. it's. I know. That's exactly right. I'm like, I'm terrible at cricket. So they're like, oh, all round. And then I'm like, well, yeah, I guess so. Like I do a bit of everything. <laughs> I talk about cricket on a podcast I have, yes. and I've been to the Ashes. Anyway, they got headshots. There was a couple of little player interviews. There was a group photo. There was all this, a lot of, a whole lot of bloody. It was lucky. Annika also came. Annika Butler, which was nice. <laughs> Freaking, thank God. Um, the Sport Collective, like Brayden and that. Yeah. Annika wasn't there, but Brayden and then Dane Sherritt were there doing some stuff. So it was like at least I knew some people there. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. Just another random thing in Peter's Just week. Just another r- little that random thing. It keeps us giggling. How has your week been? You're recovering from sickness. Look, I am recovering from sickness. Yes, I did manage to catch all four games of Rugby Union, as you did. Yeah. No, I don't really remember bits and pieces because of sickness. Shit happens, whatever. Even though you were, like, feeling crap and whatever, I've also managed to feel crap and whatever all week. Yeah. To be honest, I haven't really done a great deal. Like, today I've flopped about all day. I did cook up some chicken schnitzels, which I thought that was a pretty big achievement. Well in the done. Day. I'm proud. I'm feeling gross and eh, but I'm also feeling no motivation to do anything about it. So yeah. not entirely sure how we're going to get around that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were about to give me some advice. Well, no, I was going to say the motivation fucking wizard hit me even though I was in such a low week. I think it was like because I was in a low week, I was like, I went to the eight-week challenge info night at my gym the other day. Are we doing it? I am doing it. How much is it? Um, It just depends. I think it's like for the eight weeks, if you're not a member, it's like 70 bucks a week to do the challenge and that's like unlimited gym, the nutrition plan, scans, yada, yada. Or if it's like now that I've signed up at this gym, <laughs> uh, it's like, Oh, we're remembered like $99 for just the challenge. All right. But what do you pay a week to just be there? Is it like 60 bucks? Yeah. 59, 60. Oh, I just quit a gym that was 60 bucks. Yeah. I do really like it though. And I feel like that's pretty standard for a group. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Class, like, and especially because this one, I like actually enjoy what they do. I definitely feel like even though I had my moment like what a month or so ago and I'm like, I don't want to be at this gym that I pay money for and really yeah. enjoyed but can't be fucked going, now I kind of regret it because I'm like, 
as we said, the motivation wizard is obviously like fucked off on his broom and he's not come back to tap me on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I don't know where my wizard's gone <laughs> at all. No. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, look, I will say I did hang out with my parents yesterday. We went to that um, uh, Van Gogh yes, yes. interactive fucking museum thing or whatever. Which was actually really interesting. To be honest, when mum and dad picked me up, I was like, I've been out of school for like 10 years and I'm not really an artsy person. I was like, what did he paint again? I was thinking it was the Scream dude, but that definitely wasn't him. He did the Starry Night. He didn't do Scream? No, someone else. It was like the Starry Night and... Who? Yeah, find out. I'm going to Google it. Starry Night and like the sunflowers and whatnot. But it was actually very interesting to sort of... Because he obviously went a little bit insane. I'm pretty sure he cut his ear off. But um, it was... Edward in- Munch. Yeah, that's him. Duh. <laughs> I was thinking him. Actually. Yeah, that's, that's who I was thinking of. Van Gerber, whatever. Anyway, Van... No. Van. Van. <laughs> Could be Van, I don't know. Could be Van. Um, I didn't ask him. Mr. Go, he obviously, like, was a troubled young man or yeah, old man. Yeah, And it was just interesting to see, like how his painting sort of changed as he kind of like went fucking full bananas. Yeah, I feel like I would like that. I actually think the paintings of his that I do know are very nice. Yeah, the Starry Night and the yeah, Sunflowers were very, very cool. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. And then, yeah, like I said, I'm being boring. Like I'm back at work tomorrow, which I'm not looking forward to because – as I've probably mentioned several times, work's just been like super draining and shit. Um, it's still pretty much the same from birdies that whisper to me. Like I just felt so defeated after work last week. I just like literally walked out so flat and I was like, I could cry. And I'm like, I'm not letting you have my tears. Yeah, yeah. Save those for other things. Save them for like coming down from a bender or something. TikToks or something. Speaking of like the Jeffrey Dahmer thing, I seen. Sorry to keep bringing him up and giving him the airtime, but um, I saw the funniest TikTok. Is and Jeffrey Dahmer still alive? No, so he died in 1994, I think. Oh, okay, but um, there was a chick on TikTok, and she's like, um, not batting an eyelid during the fucking Jeffrey Dahmer ten piece series or whatever he's literally like cutting people's heads off and keeping them in his fridge but a little seal falls off the iceberg in a David Attenborough documentary and I'm fucking hysterical and I'm like that's so true I like love David Attenborough but like if something dies or something gets left behind I'm yeah I'm waterworks central yeah absolutely so anyway check out Dharma on Netflix that's not an ad but do yourself a favor week have you got anything exciting coming up in the week um, oh, this weekend I'm heading back to Maxville slash Sawtell. Because you've got, to we're play officially the, playing To play sevens. in the Sawtell Sevens. So we'll see how that goes. And that's like a full serious comp that like it's nah. going to be hard. Oh, it might, it, I'm, I mean, Sevens like in general is freaking hard. It's act, It's more of a warm up comp. But it's not like scone Sevens where you drink beers at halftime. Well, it can't, it, for most people it, it maybe, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think they had like an elite and a not elite division. <laughs> I'll Against never- my will, we're in the elite division, I believe. Actually, I don't know. I feel like maybe there wasn't enough interest and maybe elite and not elite's all smooshed in now. But it, it's basically like a Crescent Head Sevens. It's not – it's need, willy-nilly. I need to say something, and this is no disrespect to you because I think you're a phenomenal athlete and I would back you 100%. But I remember when I was your age and cared about my health and I was like honestly really fit and like sort of good at footy and I made the Hunter Sevens team and we were the elite Hunter Sevens, I never yeah. felt like more of a fuckwit in my life. Yeah, no, no, I <laughs> agree. I definitely am not elite. I've been, like, laughing and telling people that, that like, I'm literally the fattest person at Sevens, <laughs> the fattest and the slowest. And you know what is a testament to that is that I've been put in the forwards. Less running. I played in the forwards for that one that we went to, the Queens of Warhope, and it was tremendous. You didn't yeah. have to do all that outside running. That's true. Lots of tackling, but yeah. Well, look, we'll see how it goes. Scrum I can't wait to hit new to me. I can't wait to yeah. The f- six person scrum, like 
Well, you be careful. Yeah. It's actually pretty funny. The three of us that got put as like the forwards, the starting forwards last night is like me, the other girl that plays nine at, at wildfires and our winger from wildfires. They breed them big in the hunter. And I'm big like. Big in the middle. <laughs> when we were talking, I was like, in our team, we're like the least likely to ever go into the forwards, but this is, this will be a fun little. It's a giggle. I like those girls. So it's nice. We're like the forwards and then we form our own little pod. It's, you know. It's nice to be in a pod with the gals. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy that you know the people that you'll be scrumming with. Yeah, it's just nice. If you're going to get close and personal, you may as well be buddies. <laughs> we've been saying that. I don't know how long we've been saying that for. Are you doing anything? No, you're working. So I or work working. Friday, Saturday, day work, Saturday night. I'm pretty sure Hannah's on night shift. <sighs> you're away. And then in... Friday, yeah, so then you're Sunday, Sunday Monday yeah. night. So you like, don't even, yeah, unsurprisingly, you don't get the public holiday. Oh, fuck, because, yeah, week four of the finals is on Sunday. Yeah, Monday's the public holiday, week four of the finals Saturday. No, I've been, like, fully, like, bent over and smacked on the ass. As I've, I'm sure I've said this before, but I've worked every public holiday this year. Mm-hmm. Even the fucking ring-in public holiday for Queen Glizzy, I got that one as well. Yeah. That's fine. It's fine. Do you know what? Because I was sick and it may be from indulging and ripping and tearing and live, laugh, loving, sometimes it's nice to work weekends. Sometimes it is. We were just saying this the other day. Sometimes it's nice to have no, like I'm going to have sevens and things on. And like sometimes it's just nice to not have, like to have things on where you can't drink. But then I also have like FOMO. No, absolutely. I, I, I fucking had the worst FOMO when all you girls were together last week. But um, then I also have Big M and Hannah who are shift workers and then we end up getting blind on a Tuesday. Yeah. I need to stop doing that. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. If the wizard is around and wants to come and tap me on the shoulder and tell me to grow the fuck up and sort <laughs> your shit out, fucking fat lard, that would be nice. So, mm. all right, let's move on. Better bring up some notable mentions. All right, notable mentions. Big week. Big week. So I think the biggest notable mention that we can talk about uh, last night, the NRL Dallium Awards were on. Don't know where they were. No. You don't come here to find out where they were. You just want to know who got them, obviously. Yeah. If someone does want to know where they are, well, just head to the NRL website, which is where we're going to get our information from. Um, obviously, in the NRL, the men's, Nico Hines took it out. Well done. I was happy to see that one. Obviously, good. everyone had their money behind Ben Hunt, which would have been fine as well. But I feel like Nico's had like such a ripper of a season that I think he deserves it. I, th- I was very happy to hear Nico got it. I will say this, but James Tedesco, our man, came in second and – did he? Yeah, Nico had him by a fair few points, like at least five points or whatever. What happened to Ben Hunt at the end of the season then? I did see a ladder earlier on. He was winning it like for ages. And you know how they obviously go behind closed doors eventually. Yeah. He was winning it before that. So just <coughs> 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 saying Crab just took us trying to take a sip of water and then kind of aspirated. I've been doing that all week. I've forgotten how to swallow and you're a fucking speech pathologist. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been doing it all week. Get me like, some thickened yeah. fluids. Yeah. <clears throat> no, we, we might both need to be on them soon. That was because I've got like a squirt water bottle and I did aim it directly at my esophagus <laughs> and I think I may have either breathed or started to swallow as it was going, but <clears throat> sorry about that. James Tedesco came in at second, which I did not see. Look, it doesn't surprise me that he came in at second, but he must have just, like, clawed his way up. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. He wasn't even, like, he wasn't even on the radar on the radar when the votes went behind closed doors. No, and I was just like, fucking oath, Teddy. He did put some fucking good performances in, I'll tell you that. Well, much. he took out, like, three awards at uh, the Chooks one. Yeah. Can't remember what they are. He also, like, won for, the like, the last three years, the New South Wales Rugby. award or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, sorry. Congratulations, Nico. We'll stop talking about James Tedesco for a minute. <laughs> NRLW Player of the Year. Our girl. Our motherfucking girl. Do we not come on this podcast every freaking week and talk about <laughs> the beautiful boot of Racine McGregor? 
that girl can play. <laughs> and now she's been recognised for it, which I just think is lovely. Look, I don't know whether the judges or voters or whatever listen to this show, but I have a feeling that we've like heavily swayed them towards this. Yeah, I get the feeling we have, but I'm glad. I'm glad someone's finally fucking. It actually to us. is impressive when she's in a team with so many weapons because obviously it's like only one person each week or whatever, however it works. Like a couple yeah. of people can get the votes. So when you've got the likes of Kelly, Sergis, freaking Bremner, whatever in your team. To still collect the dub is amazing. Yeah. And, and she deserved it. Fucking oath she deserved it. And, like, we were obviously mortified when we found out she wasn't playing at the Central Coast. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen that in person. But, again, her boot, like her pinpoint kicking, mm. she could be playing in the men's grand final this Absolutely. weekend. Absolutely. Like, that's also a game she wasn't able to rack up Dally M points. No. No, so she's obviously in like a four-game freaking series. So she must have taken the three every other game. I think she might have. Not surprising, but still. <laughs> we are not surprised. But anyway, Racine, congratulations. Do we want to quickly run through the team of the year? Yeah, sure. Because obviously we it's had dripping in chooks. It's dripping in chooks. Oopsie. Um, so we had fullback James Tedesco, winger Joseph Suwali, how do you use it? Suwali'i. Suwali'i. Winger Alex Johnson, Santa Hot Boy of the fucking year. We should have a Hot Boy Award. Yeah. But we'd probably just always give it to Joey Manu. There you go. Joey Manu, fun, fresh and footy, Hot Boy of the year. <laughs> uh, Valentine Hones, Cameron Munster, Nico Hines, Payne Haas, Joseph Tarpany, Appy Corusau, Viliami Kickout, Jeremiah Nanai and Isaiah Yo. Love that. And That's a good-looking team. I think Todd Payton got the Coach of the Year as yeah, well. Yeah, I hope so. If he didn't, he was amazing. He did very well. Look, oh, should we go for the girls as well? Yeah. Do you want to read them? Can and the them? Women's Team of the Year, fullback Sam Bremner. On the wing, we've got Tegan Berry and Jamie Chapman. Definitely well-deserved. Centers, Sergis and Kelly, the two chooky Oh, we like that. We love that. 5'8", Tarrant Aiken, halfback, like Racine that. McGregor, love. The props, Millie Boyle and Caitlin Johnson, two Knights girls, love. Hooker, Keely Davis, second row, Keely Joseph and Olivia Koenig. Again, two chookies. And the lock was Tafua from – or Taufa, sorry. From Para. From Para. So all in all, I feel like even though we have the Battle of the West for week four of the finals this week, I don't want us to overlook the fact that the men's and the women's team is absolutely drenched in Sydney Roosters players. Yeah, they might not be in the finals, but the, the how good we are is really shown in these teams. Yeah, it's years. plus it's printed and plastered all over NRL.com. Yes. You can check that out yourselves. But look, where we don't lie. We don't. We don't we lie. Don't lie. So anyway, congratulations to all them people. Been a rip snorter of a season, 2022. Been live, laugh, loving. It is the year of live, laugh, loving. Yep. Kind of. Yeah. The only other thing I'll say about footy is obviously we came on last week and said that our friend Annika Butler was going to be making her debut for the PNG side against Prime Minister 13. Um, they did get beaten, but Annika, you played well. Yeah, you ripped and Ted, girlfriend. Yeah. And I yeah. liked watching her on TV as well. Yeah, it's just a bit fun to be like, I was talking to you face-to-face two seconds ago and now you're on the telly. Now you're on TV. Yeah. And, look, you looked great. Yeah, you played you... great. Well done. Well done. Um, I, do you know what I was saying? Like, it's just so cool because, like, Annika obviously is fucking great at everything. Would it surprise you if she told me when we are at the Ashes she used to be a competitive aerobics dancer or whatever they do? No, it doesn't. So the fact that she was playing for West this year, like she wasn't even signed by an NRLW team and she's like up against NRLW players. Yeah, she was Harvey Norman. She was playing Harvey Norman for nights. But still, like she wasn't yeah, yeah, in yeah. the in the NR, like NRLW and she got picked in that side and fucking playing against like some of the best of the best. I just thought, fuck yeah, girl. Yeah, 100%. She could be playing NRLW. Yeah, easy. And I don't want to say... I'm going to say it, actually. She'd be my favourite. <laughs> yeah. Someone sign her. Sign her. Preferably the Roosters. Um, Is that notable mentions? I think it is. Look. 
All right, let's talk about the week that was. Finals week three. Week three of the finals. Week three of the finals. Um, Parramatta defeated the Cowboys 24-20. to 20. Oh, man. This is a toughie. Look, I backed the Cowboys mostly because I knew I'd be watching and, and I, I had a soft spot for them. I wanted them to win. Yeah, look, I didn't care who won this game. I kind of was going for Parramatta yeah. just because it was a Sydney-based team or New South Wales-based team, I should say. Um, Sean Lane had a rip snorter and Regan Campbell-Gillard had a rip snorter for yeah, Para. Absolutely. I will say, obviously, there's all the controversy and then the refs have come out and said that that first try, the pass was a forward pass. I'm just like not – it was obviously forward, but I'm not sure why – the refs would come out and say, yeah, it was forward. Like I'm just not sure what that really does achieves now. because I'm just like, well, the Cowboys fans are just going to be like, well, all we've right. been robbed. <laughs> yeah. And Eels fans, like it just was not necessary. We knew it was forward. Let it go. But I feel like to Eels credit, like Cowboys had a few chances and Eels just defended really bloody well. Yeah. Like they, on their line, their defense was outrageous and you can't really say the same for the Cowboys. Like, they did some really good work, but, like, both Regan Campbell-Gillard's tries were fucking soft, if I'm honest. Yeah, they were too easy. He, like, fell over the line. Yeah, and, look, if you want to get to week <clears throat> four, you can't be doing stuff like that. You can't let people fall over the line if you want to get to week four. But in saying that, we also need Parramatta to take their tremendous defence into week four. Yes, and maybe a little bit more panache on the attack. <laughs> and also keep the passes behind. Keep the passes behind us. Let's not kick the ball out on the full on the fifth tackle. No, that was silly. Twice in a row. Yeah, he w- that was a shocker. That was pretty. <laughs> I was obviously going for the Cowboys, so I was like, oh, beauty. But then it happened again. I'm like, bruh, what is, like, what is going on? Peter's, like, fucking getting a headset on, calling into Brad Arthur and being like, um, excuse me, hello, what's going on? Which is wild because his kicking's generally, like, quite good. But that was... Also, crazy yarn, speaking of Mitch Moses, did you see how the Tigers are pushing to get him and Cameron Munster to the oh, club? my God. Yeah, yeah. Scat. It is scat. I actually just think and, and like, they want two halves and, and Brooks. And they want to keep Brooks. And I'm like, we've said it many times, the only two good players at well, there's a couple, but the main two good ones are Dewey and Hastings. They're the like they're the biggest go forward. I have a soft spot for Dane Laurie, but he's not like a fucking well beater. He does a good job. Yeah. Whatever. Dewey and Hastings are literally like they're two only good players and they're both halves. And I'm like, are you really gonna spend like a couple mil on getting these other halves in? To replace your already good halves. To replace the only two good players that you have? Like <laughs> They've already got Appy coming this year, potentially Papali'i. Why would Nothing they- makes sense in West. They're all stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they are fucking stupid. And like then just but then to be just so confidently still wanting Luke Brooks, I'm like, well, where's he gonna play if you're fucking getting Moses and Munster in? Because like Jock Madden's he's going. Yep, Jock Madden's going. I, don't, I can't remember where, but Dolphies, isn't he? he? Maybe everyone seems to be Buzzing off there. I get the feeling he's going to Dolphins, but that could be wrong. Again, completely off topic again, but it'll be very interesting once week four is done where Munster goes. Mm, yeah, I agree. I'm looking forward to where that pans out to be. I also just think for like my last point on that, even though like they're never going to get <clears throat> Moses and Munster, even if they manage to snag one, like there's no way they'll get both. But by actively coming out and saying they want both, like, if I was Dewey and Hastings, I'd be like, well, get fucked. We're the only reason you went half, like, you won any games. Like, yeah. Hastings is the only reason they won games this year. <sighs> yeah, they're just not, like, painting a great picture. And I'm pretty sure I heard Phil Gould come out and say, and he's like, like, the Panthers have been so good the last, like, say, five years. Obviously, the last three years they've been so good. But they've had these systems in place where they've, Built Build up players. Cleary and Luai and all these young fellas coming through. Yeah, they and didn't just go buy a freaking star from somewhere. And look, whether they're rebuilt, like, I don't know, how do they have all this money to splash? 
I have no idea. I don't know. Like if you win a spoon, do they give you an extra meal or something? They must. But also, oh, I can't even remember what I was going to say, to be honest. Eh, whatever. Probably wasn't important. It probably was, but Peter does this thing where she forgets and then doesn't want to fucking continue telling a story. <laughs> Sometimes I don't forget. I just get bored of telling it in the middle of the story. Craig <laughs> gets annoyed at me for that one. Because, <laughs> look, I'm engrossed in every single thing that you have to say and I don't give a fuck I, if it's shit or not. Thank like, you just so much. Dribble, <laughs> dribble on me. Anyway, that was Oh, I was going to say one. they have form in, like, not really giving a fuck about their players. Like the fact they Benji found out he didn't play with for them anymore in the papers. Didn't Robbie Farah get sort of Robbie shafted? Robbie Farah also got shafted. Now they're both back there. I'm like, I feel like Tigers is like the toxic ex that you shouldn't get back with, but they do because they're like some, they love the way they treated them so badly. They're manipulative and narcissistic and you think – the sun shines out of their eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's probably really hot, but which I just find weird because I don't find the tiger sexy. No, I know. <laughs> but, like, I mean, when you're in one of those little things, you think they're sexy even in the, when they're not. <sighs> Shout out to the Tigers for taking a good portion of the fucking first game of the final <laughs> week three. Okay. Let's move on to the second game. Let's. Panthers defeating the Bunnies 32-12. to 12. Again, this game I was like – I couldn't give a fuck who wins. I don't like no, either of them. But, look, I'll be honest, I think I'm happy that Penrith won. I'm glad. I'm glad Me the too. bunnies are around because I don't like South Sydney. No. Um, I heard – I honestly didn't watch this. I was, like, deep in a rip and tear, I'm pretty sure. But yeah. I might have been on the phone to you. I can't remember. Yeah. I've heard that, like – oh, actually, I watched a couple of, like, little highlights and it was, like – Panthers had a lot of disallowed tries, right? Yeah, they did um, right at the start and then obviously Bunnies turned around and, like, I will say Cody Walker's try at the start was very good. He just, like, loves to support. He's always sniffing around the ball. That's why we back him a lot because he doesn't really make the breaks, but if someone does make a break, he's there sniffing around. And it was a good little kick. Can't remember who it was from, but the way he kind of, like, leapt over the line and, like – Obviously, we get it all in slow motion and whatnot. Is that rain? I don't know. I think it might just be, like, really fucking windy. There's a hurricane in America. Is that affecting us? Is it a hurricane in Broadmeadow? Potentially. Um, hopefully, it rips the Hexham Bridge down. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole smell. No, we didn't mean that. No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, anyway, leaps over. Actually, plants, like both palms on the ball, and I thought, fuck, man, even though I hate South, that was really good. Brian Toto, I've said a million times, is a fucking wrecking ball on halftime, managing to get over, just, like, beats, like, three people to get over. He's going to be very hard to stop this weekend. And, look, Cleary obviously got to sit out for five – well, didn't get to sit out. He had to sit out for five weeks. (laughs) And we were all worried that maybe, like, he had the cobwebs. He was a bit dusty. Case. Not the case at all. His did you see his try at the end? He pretty much and like I'm pretty sure even the commentator was like, "Oh, Cleary's up to something here," and he kind of like dummies runs back the opposite way, does this like sneaky little dummy kick, but then does kick it and then just dribbles it through two defenders or whatever, runs up, picks the ball up under the post, and I thought that was. Fucking too easy for week three. Yeah, that's too easy for week three. You shouldn't be seeing those sorts of things. It's like, all right, we get it. You're the man. Yeah, he is. He is. And then I think that, like, being the whole cobwebs thing, like, yes, it's not the same as playing, but at least when you're out because of suspension rather than injury, like, he can be training that whole time. I think that's what he might have been doing. I, I, like, literally have the sneakiest little suspicion that he might have been training. (laughs) I Yeah, look. I don't want to. Say, I don't want to spread it. I think we should. But, well, maybe. All nah. right, we're spreading it. Cleary was training the whole time. There, I said it. <laughs> there, we said it. <laughs> anyway, Panthers go through. Souths are out. Whatever. Whatever. Big battle of the West. Someone was telling me apparently, and who have I fucking seen for them to tell me this? Apparently, it's like the first time since the '30s. Now, I could be making this up. Since it's been like, I think the last time it was like a battle of like the same city. So it was like bunnies and roosters, so the east side, yeah. in the 30s. Yeah, right. 
Love that. That's like that's a little bit of yarn. That is a good yarn. And if it's wrong, shut okay, up. Spread it. Oops, wrong one. All right, we'll talk about the girls real quick. Um, Newcastle absolutely pantsing the Dragons two weeks in a row, thirty to six. I completely missed this game. I have a feeling I may have either been asleep or watching Dharma. That's the third time I've mentioned him now. All I remember is Millie Boyle had a rip snort. And so did Tamika Upton. She came out. Does that surprise us? Not at all. Not at all. The two imports having an absolute field day. Fucking day out. And good on them. Tamika Upton, two tries. Millie Boyle won, whatever. (laughs) Millie Boyle's try was fucking good that I saw from highlights. She kind of like bashed off a few players, rolled, made a break, and then pretty much just hit whoever the Dragons defender was face on and then just fell over the line and still managed to get the ball down. I was like, fuck tackling her. (laughs) Yeah. Are we surprised that we've never bumped into them down at Merriweather or anything? I'm a little bit surprised. Very surprised. Where are you girls hanging out? Because not the same places as us. And now I'm like, have I actually spent that much time at Merriweather Beach? Not recently, no. No. So maybe we need to start getting out But, I mean, the the bloody Knights Centre of Excellence is based in Broadmeadow. It's basically next door. They can hear us talking. Yeah. So if you're listening, girls. Good game. Great game. And, (laughs) look, also I like to give credit where credit's due. Um, Kira Dib, five from five. Love that. I like to see that. Beautiful. Um, so they're off to week four of the finals, the big dance. Okay, this was meant to be the game of the round, but I have a sneaking suspicion it was the game before because the Eels defeated the Roosters 24 to 10. I don't think anyone saw this one coming. I certainly didn't. No, and I was actually watching bits and pieces of this game and I said to Peter before, I actually was like trying to fall asleep while I was watching it because it was depressing me so much and I was so sick I couldn't get up. But uh, the fact that Parramatta won one game to even get into the finals, which we thought was hilarious <clears throat> last week when we came on, yeah, and then managed to <laughs> we we played like yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. In saying that, I'm pretty sure last season, the one that's only happened like literally not long ago, we did a little bit of a similar thing. Oh, to the Bronx. Yeah, like we only just snuck into finals, then we just snuck past the fucking thing, and then we just snuck in a little premiership win. So, But that's fine. I don't mind when we go sneaking. I yeah. don't like it when Paramount What goes sneak. around comes around, but <laughs> it is very depressing. Um, from what I remember, I think what crueled us won errors – naturally, and also our back three didn't want to catch the ball when it was kicked. No, and do you know what? Unfortunately, that is a really big element of rugby league. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like not even really making an effort to get under the ball when it was kicked. And you know what? I was not super surprised, but it's kind of just worked out okay. I remember in a few games I've watched through the season, Bremner, who is a weapon, like do not get me wrong, like she's a bloody weapon, but there's been a couple where she's either tried to catch it, dropped them, or just like has not even really tried to get under it, just tried to get it off the bounce, which is fine if you get a good bounce. But that football has a mind of its own. And when it's week three of the finals, not week three for them, but whatever, when it's the decider to get into the GF, letting the ball bounce before you catch it's not going to work. No, we don't like that. And look... I just want to get like a message to you girls. I think once Silly Sunday's done and the festivities are over, we do some bomb catching. We yeah. send some floaties up, maybe get Matt Burton down there. And yeah, let's get Matt Burton down to the park. Let's get like surely Semi Walker will jump there for you. Drew Hutchinson, I'm sure bu- he's got yeah. a bit of time. Get a buddy, go to the park. I think we yeah, I think we just catch bombs all pre all. That's all we season. need to do. We've done well with everything else. Yeah, absolutely. Everything else. Bar this game's been beautiful. And, look, we did take out NRLW fucking player of the year, Dally M. That's tremendous that we're not yeah. taking away from and I, that. And Isabel Kelly also got Dally M captain of the year. Of course she did. I love Isabella Kelly. And she yeah. was. She was my captain of the year. Absolutely. 
But anyway, congrats. Look, the only cool thing I'll say about this is we've got Paro in the men's and the women's grand final. That is cool. That's cool, but it's going to be rough if they go both L's, though. Well, it will be, especially in the women's, because Newcastle will win. Yeah. and I, Yeah. Look, that's all we'll say about that. Um, moving on. Nah, 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 come on. All right, before we heavily dissect week four of the finals, because I'm in the right mind frame to do that, we do have to catch up with our good friend Rihanna, who brings us to Star and Marge of the Week. Now, one of my favourite segments, it's one of my favourite segments when I remember to do one. Mm. Um, Yeah. And have we done one? Uh, Let's start with a star. Who? What, what's been star behaviour of the week? You know what? This is going to sound silly, but I'm going to give star just to the gym for like being – like there hasn't been a lot going on this week good, but the gym's been good. It's been like something to get me out of bed, make me do something, whatever. It's been nice. It has. That does sound nice. It has, and I've been enjoying it there. So who's your star? Look, I'm going to give my star to Van Gogh. Yeah. Just for some really lovely artworks and paintings. And thanks for doing it back in the 1800s so I could enjoy a nice sunny afternoon out, sort of experience a bit of culture. Um, a couple of people – I put some pictures up on my Instagram and I had a lot of people sort of respond to me being like, oh, you cultured bitch and yeah, artsy motherfucker and stuff. You were one of them. And I was like, look, I can't just be Bender Ash all the time. Like sometimes I do like to. Sometimes you've got to be cultured Ash. I like to be cultured Ash and nerd out. So thanks, Van, for doing that for me. <laughs> Marge? Um, yeah, Marge just has to go to the like no sleep Sunday, slow start to the week. It has been, it's been so rough. And like I'm starting to feel better today, but you forget, you really forget how bad you felt when you start to feel good. But when I think back to it, I'm like. That was horrible. Like, that was some of the worst days trying to just keep going to work every day. These and days turned out yeah. like I have <laughs> That's me fucking always. It's been me for the last three weeks, I reckon. Yeah. So, yeah, just like like self-inflicted so I could self-marge, but I'm not going to. Fuck that. We're not self-marging. Not on week four. No. Not on week four. Maybe next week. Um, look, I'd love to give my Marge to a very similar sort of thing, like a, a self-Marge slash a live, laugh, loving to the extreme. But I'm going to give my Marge to a little condition that I seem to have and I can't seem to correct. I've got really fucking dry eyelids mm. and I've got like this and I scratch them and they're gross. It sometimes looks like I have eyeshadow on because they're kind of that red. But I've got like a spray thing that I think I just need to be more accountable and use more regularly, whatever the instructions say. But yeah, the fucking dry eyelids, they're really getting to me. I've had that before and it was like they I had to use this like one percent steroid cream. Cleared it up very quickly. Mm. But I'd recommend that. Is that a doctor's thing? I was just at the doctor's. I don't know. I literally can't remember, but I remember my eyes were like red and sore and they were like uh, textured because it's like a rash or something. Yeah. And it, like from a distance, it looked like I had a pinky red eyeshadow <laughs> on, but absolutely uh, didn't. Uh, that sounds exactly what I'm going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this cream that I had cleared it right up. I might have some there. You can probably put it on. Look, if we remember after the show, I might pinch some. I um, Emily Laversha has is quite disgusted in my like skincare routine and she's sort of said to me on multiple occasions that I need to get a better face cream and potentially maybe an eye cream because I'm getting older. Eye cream seems like an old person thing, doesn't it? It does. I've never even thought because obviously you moisturize your face. Like I moisturize my face. Yeah. Do you have a skincare routine? Oh, very loose one. A very loose one. But like, you just kind of put it on your eyes when you put on your moisturiser, right? Yeah. But, like, my mum always had an eye cream. My mum has an eye cream and also that's why I was like, you sound like my mum because I think mum's been saying for the last six years you need to get a... What age are you supposed to get an eye cream? That is the question. That is the question. Because, like, my skincare routine, like some mornings I'll just get up and wet my face 
and then dry it with a towel, wait for it to start like knowing that it's dry. And then I just use the yellow pump Vaseline to like rub in, which feels tremendous on my face, but apparently I've been told that's leg cream. What's the difference? It's all skin. Oh, what's the difference? It's a little rash on my eye. Fine, I'll use Peter's steroid cream. It's not like I'm not used to using steroid cream. I have had adult acne in the past. (laughs) But anyway, that's my march. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Week four of the finals. Um, I can't believe we're here. This year has gone so fucking fast it's not funny. It's flown. So much has happened Yeah, that I can't even remember a I, single thing. I was like, no idea what If is. we were to do like an end of year, like let's review the year. I don't fucking – the only thing I can think that we've done is we went to the ashes. Yeah, that I, same. And that was January. All right, so we've got Penrith taking on Parramatta, the Battle of the West. At a core stadium, first versus fourth. Quickly before we do this, Parramatta have defeated Penrith, are the only team to defeat Penrith this year. Which makes for an exciting grand final. 100%. However, they did fucking pull their pants down, smack them on the bottom in week one. one. Yeah. But that's fine. Everything goes out the window. Now, is it like, I think... Well, we'll just start. Like, I obviously think Penrith is going to win this. Yeah, I think I'm secretly – I'm going for Para. I think I'd prefer to see them I win. would like to see Parramatta win as well. I mean, my mum's a Para fan, my pa's a Para fan, so I really should. My pop used to be a Parramatta fan before Newcastle came in, but he's going for them. Obviously, I've mentioned on the show before, my dad is a huge Panthers fan and was, mm. like, a little bit pissed off when I told him that I – couldn't give a flying fuck who went out of them and the Rabbitohs. <laughs> um, the thing is, there's still like a lot of really good players for Penrith. Yeah. I just don't want them going back to back. No, that's our thing. <laughs> like that is literally our thing. That's really the only reason I um, want to I heard something funny on the Bloke in a Bar Cross Hello Sport. I listened to that today. Pod. And they were saying about the fact, like, obviously Taylor May is now out with a hemi injury, and they were saying that, like, it's just kind of ironic because if he had have served his two-game ban, he would have been out of play or something. Yeah, he would have. And <clears throat> even before I'd heard this, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, if you'd just taken it when we got on the show and had a sook about it. He wouldn't have had an injured hemi. And that's a little thing on karma. <laughs> that is. That's something we like to call karma here at Hello. <laughs> here at Fun Fresh and Footy. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the, not the first time. <laughs> um, but anyway, Charlie Staines come in for Talon. He'll be fine. Like, look, yeah. he's done the job before. He's fine. I don't have, like, a heap to say. I think, like, obviously everyone in para will have to be on their – bloody best for them to win. Yep. Like I think if Sean Lane has another game like last week, that's going to help. He'll be fine. Um, I think Dill Brown, Moses, Gutho all need to just step the fuck up and like really rip. I think also just going back to the Dirty Merger podcast, if we are just going to relay information that they say, for those who don't listen, I think the big thing for Parramatta's bench was bringing Jake Arthur in instead of Bryce Cartwright as well. Well, yeah, they were going to have – last week it was Bryce Cartwright and Nathan – not sorry, Bryce Cartwright and Jake Arthur both on the bench. Mm -hmm. And then this week they've decided to go with Nathan Brown instead of Bryce Cartwright. Um, but there's obviously a lot of hullabaloo because everyone's like Bryce Cartwright should be in over Jake Arthur just because, like, Bryce Cartwright can cover a lot of positions. But I don't really care. No. I love that Nathan Brown's back, though. I He's exciting. love he Nathan Brown. He's an exciting player to watch. He is just, like, a little mongrel. He gets through some work. He's tough. I'm excited for that. I'm happy. I'm like, bring him on. Get him to just, like, pump some fucking losers up the middle, whatever. That's it. Pump losers. Get on, pump losers. That's all we want to see you Pumps do. Pumps and weak gutted dogs when they come off the bench too. <laughs> um, just one thing about Jake Arthur, obviously hit and miss. A lot of people like don't really like him, to be honest. I don't follow him that closely to figure out why they don't. But I'm guessing he's to come on if Dylan Brown or Moses goes down. Yeah. Moses has been prone to the old head knock of late. Yeah. Are they – anticipating that, I don't know. 
My yeah. forecast for this game, Nathan Cleary absolutely peppering the sky with floaties. Mm. And I just hope that power up for the challenge and they're going to bring their A-game defence and we just have an exciting game. So we want to do score predictions and Clive? Absolutely. All right. I reckon Penrith are going to win. Should I write this down? Maybe we should. <laughs> yeah. um, I think Penrith will win maybe 22 to 10. And I think I'd love Dill Edwards to get it, but I think Cleary will get it. I just think that it's always a fucking half. Excellent. I like that. We'll come back next week and report on that. I also think Penrith are going to win. And I have a feeling they're going to win like 36 8. <laughs> Go on, put it down. Ash. And then who are you taking as the Clive Church? Am I allowed to say the same? I mean, I don't really care. (laughs) All right, well, I'm going to say the same. Sounds good. Uh, I also think Cleary. Yeah. Um, That'll be interesting to see. We, like, won't bet on anything. We won't have anything wavering on it because we probably won't even remember it. (laughs) No, just, like, that'll pop up next week when you open your laptop again for the first time. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, because I I don't have a charger at the moment. I actually have to use Peter's work charger. (laughs) For anyone that's playing at home and wonders where my laptop charger is. All right, let's do week four of the finals for the women. Knights versus the Eels. Oh, Ashley, fucking We are obviously throwing all of our support behind the Knights. Newcastle all the fucking way. Steel City, we've been behind you all year, obviously, (laughs) Um, and this is your time to shine, ladies. Um, Look, we've got a couple of friends in the team, Millie Boyle, Tamika, Bobby Law. (laughs) Jesse Southwell, we basically record next to the Centre of Excellence. We watch them train. We know that they're prepared, they're ready. And, look, Para have literally gotten here on by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. And yep. I think, I think, yeah, I think it's time to tell Para to go home. It's it's nice. Politely. It's, it's, it's great you made it this far, but I think it's nice. It's time to shine. I think that the Steel City needs this as well. Like you it's took been the words out of a dark head. time for the men's NRL for like quite a while now. A while. Uh, quite a while. So I think it's they need this. And obviously Newcastle had a real dismal season last year as well. Like I know we signed a heap of weapons this year, but like Newcastle had a shocker last season. I don't yeah. even think they won a game. No. And they didn't. That's fine. But now we're absolutely drenched in absolute fucking honeys. Yeah. It's great to see a big rise. I think there's some great teams. I think, like, cool, of course, we've got Jessie Southwell. She was the Dally M uh, rookie. rookie of the year as well. So she's going to rip and tear. Caitlin Johnson and Millie Boyle were both the fucking Dally M props of the year. So that's hard to beat. That's hard to beat. Who are they coming up against? I mean, Chet- Kennedy Charrington's also got a bit about her. And Ellie Johnson, sorry, I do actually know Ellie. She's also a gun. Oh, dirt. We do know Ellie. We do know Ellie. But anyway, but, we're going for Caitlin Johnston. If we're picking Johnstons in this yeah. forward battle. Yeah. As far as personally knowing them, obviously I I feel like I, I know Ellie better, but I'm going for Caitlin in, in this instance. <laughs> That's fine. Good luck, girl. Like, good luck to uh, both those forwards, but I think we might. And this is a lovely little time slot to watch a game of footy. 355. Um Look, I'll be honest, I don't think it's, like, the best time for me because I'll be getting up for night shift. Yeah. And I'll probably have to leave about halfway through. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping Sevens is all done and dusted by this and I can whip back to Maxville, watch it with Chill the fuck out. Yeah. All right. Predictions. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm thinking, obviously, night. I think think it's going to be – hmm. 26-16. And I think uh, I think Southwell takes out the end of the like match. I like it. I was definitely tossing up between Southwell and Upton, but I'm back in Southwell. I am going to predict Newcastle 20 to 4. Ooh, yep, nice, nice, nice. And I'm going to go for my man of the match, woman, 
of the match. I'm going to go Millie Boyle. Yeah, love that. All right, so we will. We will cover that next week because everyone will want to know our thoughts, even though I will be on night shift watching the game. That's fine, that's fine, that's fine. We've got our last penthouse multi yeah. of the year. And, you know, some of these selections you might go, that's a bit crazy, but when there's only two games to pick out of, you've got to go bold to get the bickies. And I'm sorry, why wouldn't we go crazy? Like, when have we stopped going crazy? <laughs> that's the whole point of the penthouse multi. I'm so, yeah, if you've just, like, joined and you're wondering why we do these outrageous bets. If you think this is outrageous, you should have been here back in the day when they were worth three mil for a dollar. <laughs> the good old days. The good old days. <laughs> and you were allowed to put a dollar on them. Yeah, like... Don't come at us. All right. The first game, the Knights versus Para. We've got Millie Boyle, Gail Broughton, and Tamika up and score a try with Knights head-to-head. And then for the men's, we've got Penrith Panthers to win with Dylan Edwards, Liam Martin, and Mitchell Moses to score a try. And that is going to get you $2,588.62 for a dollar. And you know what? That's a really, really nice way to round off week four of the finals, a tremendous season of NRL and NRLW. And another side note, if this comes off, you're going to get that 2.5K on Sunday night, the day before a public holiday. So you can start ripping in then and then you can recover on the Monday or you can go and spend it on a nice lunch or something on the on the Monday, whatever. There's nothing like a $2,000 lunch on a Monday. No, I've, I've always said there's nothing like a $2,000 lunch on a Monday. I And I'm not going to stop saying it now. <laughs> I'm not stop saying it now either. And do you know what? It's heaps better having $2,000 Monday lunches when you've won the money and you're not just taking it from savings. Yeah, yeah, 100%, definitely. $2,000 lunches on a Monday out of your pocket, that – they're not as fun. It hurts your head, your heart, your mental health, your wallet. Psycho- your wallet, your psychologist isn't really happy with you. And <laughs> yeah. They're not sure why you're being so impulsive all the time. <laughs> and they're like, all right, we're going to have to up these sessions. <laughs> but anyway, enough about me and my psychologist. <laughs> me and Peter have to go because it's dinner time. It's dinner time. And, and I've got, got the Sunday sads. And I've got to go to work in five minutes. <laughs> Thank you guys for sticking around. Look, congratulations to all the teams in the grand final this weekend. All the best and go the Knights. Hooray. <laughs>